nothing except some bible says only to kill steal and to destroy so the bible clearly tells us that the devil is a thief amen he's stolen so much from the children of god he likes taking from christians because he wants to make god look bad and the world thinks that too some of them who who's been in the church and left knows better they just want to be free to do whatever but most of the world that really don't know the church look at christians some of them and think god is a weak god that god is not a powerful god because he's they see us lacking in so many things amen we've had um what what's that what do you call that um you know the rappers worldly rappers that laugh at christians because they have so much money and so much gold but the only thing about it that the the you don't see on the tv is you don't you don't see well sometimes you do but you they don't keep it because the devil has a he's a loan shark you know he has the money on loan because he doesn't have much money see this is what the people don't understand see the devil is limited god is not he's unlimited and so he he has to loan his money like the people like you know how the how the lottery changed my life or you know and that money never stays where it is given because it's not given it's loaned the devil only loans you money because he's going to take it back some kind of way and if he don't take it back the irs or somebody you know the devil get them to do something stupid like not file their taxes and so then here comes the government with interest and penalty and all of these things. I mean, some kind of way the devil will wind up taking your money. Amen. If you're getting it from him, if you're relying on the world system. But when God gives you something, it's a sure thing. He multiplies. He doesn't take anything back. He increases. He multiplies. Amen. And so, you know, the thief comes to steal, but God is here to restore and to give and have give life in it more abundantly the abundant life is what god is here to give us amen and so we we need to understand how the system works you know the bible tells us that the people in the world are smarter in their world than we are in ours because we really don't know how the kingdom works until we've probably been saved a long long time but the length of days in the kingdom doesn't matter as long as you got the revelation that God wants you to have. Amen. And he wants us to understand how to get blessings and how to increase and get rich his way so that you'll keep it and be able to bless others. Because that's why God gives you in an, in a, an enormous an enormous uh, amount so that you can bless somebody else and when you bless somebody else it's increased again and again and again and this is how the money keeps increasing and the thing about the kingdom that's not the same money see the devil rotates his money but the kingdom it's always god's money new money because he has new resources he has so many ways to bless his children if we will listen to him and you can't hear his voice through the ear gate and eye gate amen but you have to develop a relationship with him and have spiritual insight so that he can give you wisdom and knowledge and revelation so that you can become rich so that he can bless you in every area of your life are y'all here today 
Hallelujah. And so God wants us to have all things pertaining to life and godliness, but the thief comes to steal. And, and we're not <clears throat> going to worry about the devil and what he's doing, but you have to be aware. You have to be aware of who your enemy is. <clears throat> and it is Satan. Excuse me. <clears throat> and so Satan doesn't want the children of God to increase and to, or to be blessed because he wants it to look like we serve a weak God. We, we serve a powerful God. He owns everything. In fact, he owns everything that Satan has. He just let him have it for a little while. Amen. See, it's like this. My boss ain't, is your boss. Amen. But see, he think he's our boss. He's not our boss. Our boss is his boss because our boss created him. Our boss created him. Amen. He he um, created the waster. And so we have to understand and remember who's in charge. Amen. And whoever is in charge, whoever that creator is, has given us power and dominion also. So in a sense, we're in charge. Amen. Because you can write your own ticket with God. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you know, you live accordingly. The just shall live by faith. You live by faith. I'm not talking about live perfectly. We're not perfect. But if we live by faith, there's nothing you can't have from God. Amen. You can think and dream dreams so big. And, you know, sometimes the devil will tell you, oh, your dreams, are, what you want is really big. Nobody understands. God, you can't outthink and out want God. You can't desire any dream or anything that's bigger than God. Amen. You just can't because God is, is, he's just unlimited. Whatever you need, he has. See, we just really don't know how to get everything we need from him. But it's very simple. You have a relationship with him and you just obey him. Amen. Hallelujah. But not only have the, has the devil stolen our money, but he's robbed us of our confidence, robbed of us of our self-esteem. And some Christians, he's really robbed them of their dignity to the place where they feel like orphans again. You know, who's your daddy? I don't know. Amen. And so we have to really keep our knuckles to the grind and keep our teeth stuck in the word, you know, and just keep chewing and eating on the word so that God can increase us and restore us in every area of our lives. God wants you to have. I want you to have life in it more abundantly, prosper and be in health. He wants us to have all those things, and it's not hard to get them because, you know, what? all you got to do is believe. Believe that he wants you to have it. But see, this is why the devil does a whack job on our confidence. He wants to destroy our trust in God. He wants to destroy you as a human being so that you think God doesn't love you. Amen. This is what this is his mission. Kill, steal, and destroy. Steal your identity. And this is really what he wants because he doesn't have one. He lost his identity, amen, and he wants to steal your identity because if you don't know whose you are and who you are, you won't expect anything from God, amen. And so we have to know who we are and, and respect that and put a demand on your birthright, you know, because there's money and treasures, the Bible says, laid up, and it's for the children of God. And it's not for you after you're gone from here. It's for you now. Amen. Hallelujah. It's for you right now. 
And so the devil has stolen many relationships, marriages, anything good he hates. Amen. Stolen people's wealth, jobs, health. But I'm telling you that God says this is the season to, re- to get it back. Amen. This is the season. Hallelujah. Why? You know, because it's the end of a cycle. At the end of a cycle, everything. You know, you ever worked, I've worked in uh, accounts payables before for this company. And at the end of the month, we always rec- reconcile the, the account. And whatever's uh, left over, you're in the, in the black. And if it's not, then you're in the red. So you have to reconcile accounts and put that money where it's apply it back to whatever account that may be shorted or somebody else made a mistake through the month. And so this is kind of like the end of a cycle. Are y'all here today? Amen. Hallelujah. I liked it. God is reconciling accounts. He's making sure that his people receive what they need. He's making sure that people receive their due season, and that season is now. Amen. See, it's it's what's on the inside of you. It's what's on the inside of your heart. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you that there's been so many Christians crying out to God for help, crying out to God for, um, you know, restoration in their finances and in their health because the devil is a thief. And, and this is the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new day and a new dawning. Amen. Hallelujah. So God wants you to, to prepare. See, how do you, how do you get this to, from out there to in your house? By believing it. You have to believe it. Condition your mind. Change how you think. If you've been used to nothing, condition your mind to receive something. This is, it starts in your mind, amen? It starts in how you think. If you, you have to have a prosperous mind and a prosperous spirit. Like, who was that had a prosperous? Joseph had a prosperous spirit. You know, because his, his father instilled so much truth on the inside of him, not just because he was a favorite son, but because he instilled so much in him because that, that relationship was there with the father. Amen? And so if your relationship is there, and if it's not there, you can always beef it up and get it back where it's supposed to, to be. Because the devil will steal your relationship if you let him. Make you distant from God so that you think the the veil has been returned, you know. But it's not, you know. It's it's just that we have to step out in faith and cry out and repent to God for this separation and, and not let it be there anymore. Only we can do that, amen. But I'm telling you, we must understand and know that God wants us to have. He don't want to take anything away from anybody. He wants you to have. And the, how did God get money in most Christians' hand by them giving? Yes, exactly. Sowing a seed. He's trying to get something to you. Not taking it, but we take it the wrong way. We always look at it as a burden. But this is the way God multiplies you by you sowing. If you don't sow, you don't reap. Amen. It got real quiet in here. We ain't even taking an offering. I'm scared of that. Real scary. <laughs> Satan has stolen many identities, robbed us of our confidence. You ever heard of somebody being robbed of their strength? I know you have. Amen. He does all of that stuff. 
But God is saying in this hour that it's time for restoration. Amen. In other words, a turning point. Favor is released. Strength is released. Blessings is released. Amen. In increasing uh, wisdom and knowledge, more revelation. Everything is at our disposal because we've never lived in a time like this where there's so much revelation and so much wisdom and so much of the word, you know, released and it's at our fingertips. If we're too lazy to go to church, all you got to do is get on the Internet. Amen. And get, It's secondhand, but it's better than nothing. Amen. But I'm telling you, God is releasing such a great, um, how can I put it, a great release of blessings. Amen. And the only way you miss this is if you don't believe it. It's the only way you miss it is if you don't believe it. But I'm telling you, God is, is uh, healing people. He's, he's encouraging people. He's blessing people. Amen. Now, the first step towards being restored is having a healthy and aggressive attitude. You got to change your attitude. Amen. Amen. You know, you got to take the put the pit bull in the house. Amen. He's been guarding your house on a long chain. Pull him in, put him in the basement or put him in his cage. Amen. I know that didn't go over well, but you got it. Hallelujah. You got it. Amen. So we have to understand what's been stolen. And God is is putting back in us a desire to be victorious. You ever felt like you were just beaten down so far you didn't want to fight? Amen. Well, now it's time to get up. Hallelujah. Get up. The church is getting up. The church is getting up off the ground, amen, like a well-oiled machine that was laying rusty on the ground, broke, and God is putting the parts back together. He's giving us the proper uh, tools to get it fixed, and, and the church is rising up out of a low place, and it's going to be jointly fit together, amen, because I'm telling you, more churches, you know, it just, everybody was separate. But God is going to come. We're living in the times where churches are going to unite. Maybe not in the building, but unite in faith and unite in partnership, unite in prayers. Amen. It's already happening. Amen. We're, we're one because the church is the body. It's one. And all of this bickering and all of this crazy stuff, it's going to stop because this is what's caused the enemy to be able to come in and kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. You know, this group believe this that group don't believe that and we don't do this but we're one body and and the hand needs the thumb it needs all all of the parts amen and so god is bringing everybody into a oneness hallelujah because we need to be fixed and and i'm telling you that the church is getting up rising up arise and build and we're building our churches where we're one and we're even stronger and we're faster and we're more um, uh, encouraged, you know, with victory on the inside of our hearts. Amen. That we can't stop. The devil can't stop us. Hallelujah. He can't stop you from getting anything you want. You got to let him. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be hard to even let him stop you because God is dispatching favor. 
over everybody. Amen. It follows you. It's hard to fail in this new move of God. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to really just hate yourself to fail. Amen. I'm telling you. You know, we were taught to dig yourself. Get stuck on you. But people hate themselves. But I'm telling you, God has taken that disgust and that hate away because, see, this is what the devil's lied to us and told you, you ain't worthy. You did this. You did that. You ain't right on the inside. He's always lying to somebody when we're made in the perfect image of God. Amen. Hallelujah. If, if we're made in the image of God, how can we be this that's bad and that? He doesn't make garbage. Amen. He doesn't make mistakes. Hallelujah. No, it's like this. No court in the land could ever convict you of being a false bride (laughs) or a false daughter or son. I'll put it like that. We're not false, but we're the real deal. Our adoption is sure. Amen. And it cannot be revoked. Hallelujah. And so we're sure we're not going anywhere. And this is what we need to proclaim to the world, that you've got to deal with me and my spirit of might and power, amen, <laughs> what God has put on the inside of me. Now, this is the, the failure of the church, looking with the eyes, looking at what you see. You can't go by how things look. When you're a spiritual person, I'm not talking about a religion, I go to church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're spiritual, you don't look at what you can see. You don't look at the situation. You don't look at, and then number two, you don't look at how you feel. Because, you know, if you do, you, hey, let's face it, we feel crummy most of the time. Amen. But I'm telling you that God is raising his church up. He's put the spirit of might and power on the inside of us. Amen. And he wants to heal us and and erect us, you know, like a, a monument that, only needs to be adorned and shined amen that's me how many of you amen hallelujah and so god is is tired of the church being weak we can do these things we can do all things whatever god asks us to do we're capable we can do all things through christ see this is what we do we try to do it in our own strength and we fail God is not going to let nobody do nothing in their own strength. Now, the people in the world can do whatever they, they, they want to do in, in their own strength. But it's understood and known that it don't last. Amen? But whatever you do for, for Christ, he gives you aid and help. Amen? He helps you so that you don't fail. And when you're weak, when we're weak, we're strong in him. Amen. In him we live, move, and have our being. We don't do anything by ourselves. We don't try to accomplish anything on our own. You have to go take the test. You pray. Amen. You pray and ask God to give you the answers. I tell young kids all the time, you pray in tongues, you won't fail tests. Just won't do it because God won't let you. He'll make your hand, if you can't hear with your ears, he'll make your hands go to the right, true and false. Which one is that, Jesus? B. Which one is that, Jesus? C. Amen. He just will. You won't fail. You might get a C. You study, you get an A. (laughs) But God will help you. 
He'll help you any way you... You got to let him be God. Let God be God in your life. Because he know you ain't didn't study. And so you need just to, just to tell him. I pray with my granddaughters all the time before they have tests. They always get A's. Now they study. But when they're a little shaky about something, I say, oh, Jesus will tell you the answer. And it, it never fails. Amen. He wants us to be diligent people. Amen. He just does. I don't even want to go to Joel 2, but I guess you better turn to Joel 2. Amen. Hallelujah. Satan's stolen our dreams, our wealth. Caused a lot of Christians to financial ruin, but when they get back up and got back up with God, they had more than they had before. Amen. Because I'm telling you, the Satan can't steal more, any more than what God can give. And uh, I said that wrong. Satan can't take as much as God can give you. He can't outsteal God. Amen. And I like that. Hallelujah. You have to get your stuff back from, from the devil. Because he's a deceiver and the father of lies. And he has no legal right. And this is the thing that I don't like. He's a trespasser. He don't have a legal right to you. He doesn't have a legal right to us. He's trespassing. Amen? So, see, we just need to lawyer up. Because <laughs> he's illegal. Amen? Lawyer up. I like that. Hallelujah. You got to let him know who you are. Because he's stolen our dreams and caused so many hardships. You know, he's stolen so many lives you know, a lot of people that we were praying for, you know, they were doing good, and then they didn't make it. And, I mean, he's just a thief. He hates Christians. He likes killing people. And you know what? I'm, I'm believing at that I think that I understand this thing. It's the evil report. Yeah, Remember, we were talking about that because me and Sheree was praying for a woman that was doing good. And uh, when Sheree went to the hospital to, to minister to her, she said, well, what about that cane, that, what, what, you, what did you have? Cru- what about that crutch you got? See, that's religion. You know, don't worry about her crutch. You just worry about that cancer. <laughs> Amen? Because she's here to, catch, to get rid of that cancer. But see, if you're looking at the things in the natural, so what? It ain't none of her business. You should have told her that. <laughs> and the, don't worry about my crutch, honey. You just worry about your healing. Well, she's no longer with us, and she was doing good, wasn't she? But this is what the Lord is showing me about this. Now, we all know that the evil report kills people because they do good until the doctors tell them, well, it don't look good. You ain't going to make it. Something happens. Now, we know um, how that works because you start to believe that voice. And most of us don't know how to, especially people who are not in churches that teach them, don't know how to shut that voice down and say, I don't believe it. You're a liar. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But this is something else that the Lord was showing me. And I was talking about it to Pastor Barb the other day. When you get that evil report of man, it's witnessed by two. It's witnessed. That's why it's powerful. Man, the test than the doctors. That makes sense, don't it? It's witnessed by two. And that's why it's so hard to break that thing. And if you don't know to bind that thing, you got to fight it. But once you, you understand that, 
It can't. I don't care what kind of symptoms you having. You keep on going. Keep on living. Keep on living for God. Do what healed people do. If you act healed, you'll be healed. Do what healed people do. And that's, I'm telling you, it works. It works. And so, you know, you keep going, and sometimes you don't know if you can make it from point A to point B, but you keep trying. You keep going. You know, sometimes you're, see, this is the thing. You ever heard somebody say when they were sick, I've, I've heard them say, it's like my mother-in-law told me one time, she says, when she was so sick, she said, my mind kept tell, telling me to get up and go, but my body wouldn't let me. She had to write, that's how she got well. That's how she got well. She was almost in the grave in her 80s but her mind kept telling her to go and she says but my body wouldn't go but i told her you keep that keep that mind you keep that mind frame and you will go and she got healed and see when that that twofold cord when people pronounce things over you you got to know to break that thing you got to and and see you have to keep thinking with your mind has to keep telling you to go your mind can't, you can't let your mind shut down. And so this is why a lot of people don't get healed is because that bond is not broken between those doctors and those tests. Amen. You got to, don't care what it says. I ain't telling you not to take the medicine. Take the medicine and still believe that God's going to heal you. No matter what they say. Don't nobody care. Amen. Because ultimately, you're on God's timetable, not man's. Amen. And so we have to learn how to rebuke that, that voice that gives you a certain length of time. No man knows the day or hour. God knows the, the days of your length of your days. And no test. Think about that. Test. Amen. And so you have to you know, have restoration and healing so ingrained on the inside of you, it catches up with you as you keep doing what healed people do. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the word restored means to repay. God is restoring your life. Repay. He's returning with interest what you've lost. And when he returns with interest, you are better than before before you got sick or before you hit rock bottom or before you were, you know didn't have uh, money or before you lost your vehicle or whatever it is god will restore you back to the way you were before only better Amen. you'll be in better shape it's like job you know he returned him back to his normal state you know, before he lost his children, before he lost his property, before he lost his his money, he was better than he was. His ladder was better, and yours will be too. If you believe it, amen, God will make you better. Your situation will be better than it was before the crisis, amen, hallelujah. If you're sick, you'll be stronger. You'll be better. You'll run faster. This is how the kingdom works. Amen. But you got to do what healed people do. You got to keep moving. Hallelujah. God is with you. And and don't look at how you feel. Because you may feel crummy. But 
God knows and he'll help you. He he all he's so he God is faithful. Amen. So Joel two. Let's go to Joel two. Most of you know where I'm going, verse twenty five. I think Joel two. Verse twenty five. And it says, so I will restore to you the years of the swarming locust has eaten. And that's restoration. That's prodigals returning. That's the word that's been implanted on the inside of your heart. That's yielding a harvest. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, it's all of that. Hallelujah. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and all the chewy locusts. My great army, which I sent among you. Well, I remember reading this years ago, and I said, why is there so many different kinds? Because you know why? Because God unleashed all kinds. He unleashed them on dis- disobedient people. So he, he unleashed every kind that there was because <laughs> he was passing judgment on the gang. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over well. It says, my great army, which I sent among you. Amen. And he says in 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And when you eat in plenty, that's prosperity. Hallelujah. It says, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has has dealt marvelously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. In other words, that's a twofold recompense. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 27 says, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel <clears throat> and, and I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. And I believe that's for us now, America now. Hallelujah. God is going to take the shame that, you know, that, that our country has suffered because of so many different things especially terrorism and i believe he's going to put it to shame it says in 28 and it shall come to pass afterwards that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and we're living in those times amen every class of people i believe will speak in another tongue as unto the lord hallelujah souls will be saved hallelujah and it says in your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and that's night vision and that's what they're saying it says and your young men shall see visions and also on my handmaidens i'm sorry my men servants and on my handmaidens i will pour out my spirit in those days it says and i will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke now, what God is saying is he's going he's to show us, and we will receive manifestations of the power of God. We're going to be seeing healings, breakthrough. You know, whatever it is that you desire, you know, uh, God just coming through. In other words, you'll know that you'll know that you know that your God is able, that he's a powerful God, that he is real, and he's going to pour out his spirit upon everybody, I'm telling you, and it's going to be a show to be seen. It's going to be better than a Benny Hinn show. Amen. For those, who are, who, for those of you that hear and those of you that, you know, that want to see the end, and, you know, we're believing, if you believe in God for a, 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 an expected end, 
this is for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. A future and a hope. And I just, I hate to keep saying this, but this is what God lives for. I know it don't feel like it, but we don't live by feelings. The just shall live by faith. This is the thing that he lives for. He lives to heal you. He lives to bless you. He lives to restore you. He lives to give you husbands and wives and a good job and, you know, money in the bank and a house. He lives to do this stuff for you. Amen. He'll open doors. He opens doors for you. And this is the thing that he lives for. He wants to restore you back into a, a position like it was in the beginning in the garden where there, when there was no sin, no harm, no foul, whatever you want to call it. When it was back then, where people were uh, blessed all the time and where people were glad to know that they carried the spirit of God on them and they were not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, a future and a hope. And this is the thing that he lives for. He lives to bless you and me. He lives to heal us. He lives to do. He wants to do these things for you. Whatever it is that you desire, that's his heart is matched with your heart. It's his heart's desire. Amen. Hallelujah. So God said you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And the blessings shall come upon us. Amen. So let's go to Zechariah 9. Zechariah 9. Are you feeling good today? You want to feel good message? This is the one. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Zechariah 9 verse 12. It says, return to the stronghold, and that's the security and prosperity. See, and it it says that in Job 42.10, it talks about um, going back to the prosperity of Job took him back to the, I'm sorry, to the, uh, what's that word, the captivity of Job, where this is saying the same thing. And it says, uh, where was that, in verse 12? And it says, return to the stronghold, and that's the security and prosperity, you prisoners of hope. That's you and me, because we don't give up. It says, amen. It says, even today do I declare that I will restore double hallelujah your former prosperity see and and see that's not i know many of you might say well i was broke when i was a kid and i'm broke now (laughs) but he's talking about how it was in the garden nobody was broke prosperity our souls prospered everything prospered and god says i'm turning you back to there Amen. Turning back your captivity like he did Job. Only double. That's what you have to understand. Double. Don't you want double what's in the bank? Amen. Only double. See, this stuff is good and it works if you believe it. It works if you believe it. Hallelujah. And so it says, it called us prisoners of hope. I like that too. It says, even today do I declare that I will restore double 
your former prosperity to you. And 13 says, For I have bent Judah for myself as my bow. In other words, he, he, he wrung them out, you know, punished them. He, he released frogs and locusts and you name it, it happened. But he still opened the Red Sea. He blessed them but punished them too. Amen. For their, you know, building fatty calves, well, making graven images. They deserved death for that. He still didn't kill them. Amen. But he still blessed them, although they were chastised. They were blessed. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And so he says, For I have bent Judah and myself as a bow, filled the, the bow with Ephraim as my arrow, and I will stir up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece. And will make you, talking to Israel, as the sword of a mighty man. Hallelujah. And he, and that's to us. The sword of a mighty man. In other words, he's tired of the devil beating. He's tired of you letting the devil beat up on you. Amen. Hallelujah. So rise up, O church. Rise up. Amen. And, and use your sword of a mighty man. And I'm telling you, you will hit the bullseye if you fight, start to learn to fight the devil, fight the fiery darts, and come out of self-pity and defeat. Amen? See, your mind has to tell you you can do this, even though you don't really feel like you can. But if your mind stays with God, eventually you'll get up and do it. Amen? Hallelujah. You have to turn your face like a flint. Hallelujah. The devil hits you, strike you, you tighten up on it. That's when you see something you don't like. That's when the devil strike you. And you turn the other cheek and say, well, is that the best you got? (laughs) That didn't go over too well. Amen. But it's still true. Amen. Those that turn the other cheek and, and turn their face like a flint always comes back swinging. Amen. Hallelujah. So God wants us he he's trying to he wants to clear the obstacles out of your life amen and make a clear smooth path to life and if you let him this is what he's doing hallelujah making mountains low you know a mountain is a high place in your life he's making them low he's pushing the mountains down and he's raising up the valleys amen so that you won't fall and step into a snare anymore them days are gone I learned my lesson, <laughs> and I'm keeping on going and marching for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Meditate on the word. Change how you think. You don't get no word in there. You ain't going to think right. Everything is doom and gloom because there's no life in your thought process. You got to put life in there. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you start, God will add more. Hallelujah. So he's going to return us to the strongholds or the, the security of our prosperity. When you like to be secure in your bank account, amen. God wants to clear the way for you, and that's what he's doing. Acts 30, 20, if you write that down and read that when you go home, Acts, I'm sorry, Acts 30, verse 20 through 21. And Jesus says, look, I'm not going to return until you're restored. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is what Jesus said. Y'all want to go there? Y'all want to go there? 
<laughs> he says, I'm not coming back until I restore you. That's just how bad he wants to bless his people. He wants everything. He wants abundance. He wants you to have those things that you so desire. As long as it ain't from a carnal, from your flesh. You don't get nothing from your flesh, you know, so you can look good and look big. And people, he ain't into that. I'm talking about stuff that you want from him because the devil's stolen it or because he's promised it to you. If it's in the cards, he wants you to have it. Amen? Hallelujah. So he... He says, I won't return until you have been restored. Look, turn to that, Avis. Acts 30, verse 20. Until I, I, won't ret- I won't return until I have been restored. You have been restored with everything that you've been robbed of. Everything that's been taken, it, it's not that. Acts 30. Oh, Acts 3. Sorry about that. Thanks, Nola. It's somewhere in Acts. Try 3. Is it in 3? Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This is the Amplified. It says, and that he may send to you the Christ, the Messiah, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven has received and retained until the time for the complete restoration of all that God spoke by the, by the mouth of all, um, let's see, of all his body. I'm sorry. I got my glasses on. His holy prophets. For ages past, from the most ancient time in the memory of man. So let me read that one part I messed up. Verse 21 says, whom heaven must receive and retain. So in other words, heaven received Jesus after the cross. But he's got to hold on to him and retain him until you get your money back. Until you get your whatever back. Till you get whatever he stole. That's what he's saying. Read it. See, they thought I was just talking. Amen. He's being held. Until you get, you get the boldness to make the devil let go of your stuff. Amen. Amen. Holding up progress. Hallelujah. He won't come until... We get back what the devil's stolen, whatever he's stolen. Amen. He wants you to have it back because he don't like the devil. Look, the devil is a fallen angel. He can't have heaven no more, and he's mad about it. And that's why he's messing with you and me. Well, God made a promise to restore health, wealth, healing, wounds, hurts, everything that caused hurt. You know, or the downfall in your life. He want to give it back to you, and that's everybody. You don't have to live perfect. This is a promise. Amen. As long as you repent for the wrong you do, you qualify. Amen. So lawyer up. <laughs> Amen. Lawyer up. That's going to that's gonna work for somebody before the week is out. Amen. Me too. 
he has mercy on his house. Amen. Greatness. Amen. You know, it's so good to have praying, praying parents. Because when you pray for your children, it, it helps them so much. The blessings are there. It just falls on them. Amen. Let's see. Did we go to Jeremiah? Let's go to Jeremiah 29, 10. Jeremiah 10. I'm sorry, 29, verse 10. And it says here, yeah. It says, For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word, my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. Amen. In other words, after trouble. Hallelujah. After trouble. He'll, he says, I'm going to cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I have, that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. He wants you to have shalom. Amen. Hallelujah. He don't want you to be worried. He don't want you to be upset. He don't want you to be trying to figure out if this thing is going to work. Look, God's way is foolproof. It has to work. Amen. He said if his if he did not perform on his word, he'll cease to exist. He just will keep destroy himself. Amen. And not just to me or to you, but any prisoner in the prison. If he not perform on every jot and tittle of his word and his promises to them, he'd self-destruct. Because he loves all of us that much. Are y'all here today? Amen. And he says here, he says in 13, he says, and and you will seek me and find me. And when you search for me with all your heart, you can't search with him with your brain. Just to see what he going to do. See, that didn't go over well, but you better remember that. That word uh, seek, you know, search for him. Follow after him. Not follow after the devil and then when you need something from him, you follow him. But follow him all the time. Amen. Follow after me. Search and seek with all of your heart. He says, I will be found by you. Saith the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. Amen. Because of your iniquity, he says, I'll, I'll bring you back to the, the former state of your prosperity. Captivity, former state of prosperity. Or it's God's original plan in the garden. God's original plan, that's where he's taking you back. God's original plan. He's taking you back there. God's original plan, where you prosperous, having all things at your disposal, believing for all. You didn't have to want, and you had dominion over the animals. That's what I like. All of these kiss well people are going to have to stop that. Because we have dominion over the animals, the fish in the sea, the birds of the air. We have dominion over all of these things. But, you know, it's like now you can't, this one lady at some show I was looking at, and it was uh, 
over there in London, ladies of London. And they were all invited to this dinner, and they had uh, deer. What do you call that? Venison. Raymond's the deer hunter. She says, I will not eat Bambi. I will not eat Bambi. I'm not going to eat Bambi. You can't make me eat Bambi. And I said, boy, you see how nutty some people can be? If you don't like venison, just don't eat it. But it sure, surely ain't Bambi. Because, honey, he's a big slab of meat about now. And so, you know, now I'm not saying I'm going to go cut him up. And none of, I don't want to see it. I want to just call me to the dinner table, you know. But, you know, these people are real weird. They don't want to eat this, and they don't want, but I tell you something, we're going back to the days where people are just eating about everything. They have shows on where they're eating everything. I, I called somebody up the other day, I think I called Pastor Barb, and I said, do people eat snake? They eat snake. I should have called Raymond, he was at work, and they had this, this show where they had you to give you something difficult to cook to see if you can make it taste good. And the, the judges sit up there and they taste this one guy's steak that he, that he said, worst thing I ever tasted in my life. He said, and I've tasted snake before. But I, I didn't know. I said, do people eat snake? I'm pretty. And it looked like a nice, pretty, they had it clean. It looked like a pretty pink neck bone. I mean, not a, you know, it just looked like you could cut it up and have a nice, pot of something i don't know but anyway have you ever tasted it okay well i know they do frog legs and all this other stuff people are going back to the original state where god says you know be fruitful multiply and take dominion over all of the animals and that means if you can eat it about all amen yeah wild game what Really? Who's going to dare to do it? Okay, that's right. Got some daredevils up in here. <laughs> I know Jasmine and Bianca will. Amen. That's good to know. But, you know, it's, you're supposed to eat everything. Bless it. The, look, God said, bless it and eat it. And I didn't believe in that until I learned. Robert Slayerton used to say, I ate food that moved, and I didn't gripe. I mean, he ate it when it was still... Because there was no way to cook it. And he, he said, I didn't gripe. Amen. Because he was there on a mission for God. He couldn't be picky about what he ate. Now, I don't know how I got there, but for all of these critter lovers, you know what I'm saying. Whatever. Hallelujah. It's all good. The former state of prosperity where we, were, we had dominion. We had authority. We were in control of what we ate and what we did, and, you know, and there was no trouble. But, you know, man failed because of that one tree that sat in the middle of the garden. Disobedience always causes us to fall. Amen. Let's um, go over to Jeremiah 30. If you don't remember anything else, just remember God is going to give you your expected end. Hallelujah. Amen. A future and a hope. This is what he lives for. He lives so that he can give you the things that's been stolen. Amen. Okay. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. And it says, For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, saith the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, 
no one seeks her. Amen. Oh, you supposed to be living for God <laughs> in your condition? You don't look like you ever know him. He says, I'm restoring health back to you so that when they look at you, they'll see a strong, prosperous nation, a strong, prosperous person who is blessed of the Lord. Amen. And see, he's doing this so for your shame. and He's doing this for himself, too, so he will get the glory. Amen. So that he will get the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God will restore your, your wealth. Let's go to Gen, uh, let's see, Galatians 9. Galatians 9. Uh, there's no, I mean, I'm sorry, Galatians 3. Did I say 9? I'm sorry, Galatians 3. Verse 29. I clean my glasses off, okay? Whoever that is, go tell them to be quiet. Thank you, Ricky. And don't you start talking with them. Don't let them pull you in. <laughs> tell them we hear them. Galatians 3.29, it says, And if you belong to Christ, what is this? Are in him who is Abraham's seed. So if you're Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. Now what God is saying is this. Whatever Abraham's promise was, you get it. Amen. You know, I'll give you, in other words, God said, look up and look down, Abraham. You know, as much as the sea, sand on the seashore, amen. Look at the cloud of smoke. Look at the miracles that I've done and the, and the stars in the, in the sky. As many as those, I will bless you and make you the father of many nations. That's your blessing. That is your blessing, too. That's your inheritance. And so you get, I know you don't want all these babies, Amen. <laughs> but you get everything that goes with it. Everything. Health, wealth, children, grandchildren, great-grands, uh, financial prosperity, whatever goes with that. No toiling. You know, uh, financial success. Whatever goes along with it, you are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise, and you get what he gets. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Job 42. Somebody ought to be happy up in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Job 42. <laughs> Verse 10. One of my favorite scriptures. I'm still talking about restoration. What God's going to do for you. Why? Because he loves you. Amen. That's why. Why? Because he wants to set the record, set the record straight with the devil. Because he's a thief. Amen. And, and for you to, for you to um, qualify, you just got to be born again. Amen. And you born again, you qualify. You got to believe. You believe it, it will come to pass. A lot of you ought to get your faith stuck out there. So that you can receive, come out of financial troubles, amen, with your faith. 
sow a seed for your need. I used to think that was real goofy, but I found out that if you don't sow a seed, you don't get nothing. You got to you got to put your hands to the till. <clears throat> Job 42:10. Hallelujah. I think it's 1 2 3. And it says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So in other words, when he repented, he, his losses were restored. Amen. So when you repent for messing up your bank account, see, it's real quiet in here, but that's okay. See, they want to receive the good, not the bad. Repent for messing up. Because God gave it to you once and you spent too much of it instead of putting it away. So once you repent, it says Job and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. When he forgave. Amen. When he gave of himself. When he ministered to his friends. It says that he restored his losses. And indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had so he gave him what he had before he got sick before he lost his kids before he lost his house before he lost his money he gave that back only double amen Amen. double hallelujah double because he gave had a twofold recompense he had double for his trouble amen isn't that a good ending Hallelujah. So his latter will be better than his beginning. So he won't have to struggle anymore. Amen. So when you come into restoration, it's always multiplied more than the previous state. When you come into restoration, it's always multiplied. You won't have to work so hard. You know, you can accomplish what you accomplish with hard work. You can accomplish it with ease. Are y'all here today? Get, get this because it's, it's, the, it's the word of God. Hallelujah. You can get it with ease. And all the worry and fear, you can just forget about that because God will erase that away from your heart. And he'll cause you not to have to worry. Not to have to be discouraged, not to have to be, um, you know, dismayed or all of those disses. He'll take those away because he has to pay the devil back for attacking you like that. Amen. Amen. So Job, you know, he stopped his work because he got caught up in gossip, caught up in, in religion. Caught up in criticism, persecution overwhelmed him, and he didn't know how to handle it. But when he got so sick and his boils were (laughs) over 90% of his body, he started to listen to these people and listen to their criticism against him and listen and say, you know what? These people have turned on me and they've come against me, but God didn't. And he went back to God, hallelujah, who is so faithful. He's always the faithful person, amen, hallelujah. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He won't leave you, amen, 
especially in a state of dis- disrest. He just doesn't, he's not that kind of God. He's not that person. Amen. And so he gave him double when he started to pray for his so-called friends. Verse 12. You know, this means forgiveness. Amen. I'm in 11, I think. And all his brothers and all his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. And each one gave him a piece of silver. See, doubters always give the most. The ones that hide when you have trouble. A piece of silver and each a ring of gold. And now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And, and he always had seven sons and, and three daughters, but he even had more. Verse 14, and, they called, and he called the name of the first. Well, I ain't going through all of that. Amen. But anyway, Job was blessed until he died. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God restores. Let's go to Luke 15. Preaching another gospel in there. (laughs) Hallelujah. What did I what did I say? Uh, Luke Luke fifteen. Thank you, Lord. God restores. Talking about the restoration of God, Amen. Now God don't even want the devil stealing a penny from you because he knows that a penny means a dollar. A dollar means five dollars. Five dollars turn into ten. Ten turn into hundreds. Hundreds turns into thousands. Because, see, when the devil starts to pounce, he takes and then he pounces. And <clears throat> so God doesn't trust him, and we shouldn't either. In Luke 15, verse 8, talking about the parable of the lost coin, it says, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, is she, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the floor, or sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Verse 9 says, and when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, not only, not only will God find your money. But he'll find your love, unsaved loved ones. Amen. Those that you've been praying for. Those that need salvation. Those that you carry in your heart. Because you know if they died today, they'd go to hell for their, how they live. So don't ever think that God forgets about that. See, when God is restoring you, he's restoring all of these things. Amen. Salvation. Lost lost uh, children who are uh, rebellious. Those kids you see on, on the Internet that are missing. He restores everything if you pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 
in Luke uh, 15 verse 4 and um, uh, let's see let's go to 4 let's go back up to 4 it says what man of you having a hundred sheep if he loses one of them does he leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he lays it on his shoulders and rejoicing and when he comes home he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for i have found my sheep which was lost i say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just just persons who need no repentance amen in other words the people in heaven will rejoice over that one lost soul that was on drugs you know and everybody gave them up living any kind of way then the 99 already saved that that know where they're going when they die and so we have to always know that in this restoration process is salvation of lost people everything that's lost amen is returned psalm 23 I'm almost done. Psalm 23. It's the Lord's Prayer. The Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not want. Amen. Why is the Lord our shepherd? Because he can see ahead of us. He has provision, and we don't. (laughs) Not until we start seeing like him. Not until we start... uh, having the mind of christ which is our rightful inheritance not until we gain revelation knowledge study him love him worship him live for him then we start to see what he sees but he's our shepherd because he's our provider amen and he's our provision and so this is why he guides us you don't really supposed to live if you're a christian you don't just live and do what you want to do every day that's not being a christian you're led by the spirit of god amen verse 2 says he's make he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake amen yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for god art with me and you comfort me with your rod and your staff that's guidance and sometimes that's um uh, what is it when he spanks us discipline yeah chastisement which nobody likes then god don't love me yeah he loved you so much he's gonna stop you from getting in trouble amen sometimes you know that means lock up he don't want to but if you a tough customer that's where most tough customers end up amen till they can hear hear his voice but verse three says he restores my soul amen that's restoration amen restoration he restores your soul if your soul is not restored you won't be able to enjoy and receive what god has for you coming amen he has to restore the weary soul the anxious soul the the not peaceful you know the the soul that doesn't no shalom you know that soul that's weary and not serene you know that that uh 
you need a refreshing and he gives us the the refreshing and that's what it's really saying amen where our inward man is being renewed day by day the outer man perish why don't you write that down as second corinthians 4 16 the outer man perish but the inward man is being renewed day by day hallelujah he does i see restoration is all of this this is this is what prosperity is see when people think of prosperity they think of money because that's you know we got our mind on our money and our money on our mind but prosperity is about uh health wealth you know everything you know a healthy mind everything that you need to live in this world without agitation that's what god has for you he has uh he he restored your soul amen when you have a peaceful soul is a prosperous soul amen joseph has had a prosperous soul and he was in jail but his soul prospered amen because he would not let these things you know it's like none of these things as paul said none of these things moved him amen you know he just rolled with it amen because he had faith in the god that could get him out of jail amen even the the deepest of the pits hallelujah three john one almost finished he had trust and faith when you trust god there's no fear you may get a little concerned but god washes it away but you have to renew your mind. You can't trust God and think the same old thoughts. You get nowhere. That's why it, it don't work for you. Let's see. 3 John. Uh, I think that's the wrong one. 2. I don't know. Okay, yes, yeah, 3 John 2, 3 John 1, 2, or whatever. I don't know. Okay, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. So God wants you to prosper in all things. See, when he takes you back to the captivity, your former state of captivity, he's going to prosper you in all things. You can't prosper in one thing and not prosper in another. So you're going to prosper in all things, your body, your, your, everything that you, you, you were concerned about, everything that concerns you prospers. Your kids, anything, everything that concerns you, the husband you don't even know yet, the wife you don't even know yet, because everything has to come together and come up where you are. It won't work for you if you don't believe it amen hallelujah so god wants to prosper you in all things and be in health see he's not leaving health out because health is a big part of prosperity just as your soul prospers your soul prosper you won't prosper because you have to receive it on the inside amen amen it's a progressive state of success and that's what prosperity is a progressive state of success and not only are you succeeding on the outside you're succeeding on the inside spiritually every way you're prospering 
Amen. And it's intended for every believer, not just some. Amen. And it, it's a it's a, a a balance. This is how this is what a healthy Christian is. A healthy Christian is a Christian that's balanced in all things. Health, wealth, grandchildren, great grands, job, recreation. You blessed at the gym, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You blessed wherever you go. Amen. Hallelujah. You, there's not just one place. You bless wherever the blessings follow you. The Bible says they overtake you if you let them. You know why we, some people don't get this? It's because they think too much. They think too much. They think that, see, they're used to things going the same way. You have to take your eyes off of circumstances and, and keep your eyes on your divine source. You take them off your divine source, you're screwed. Amen. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, that's true. Because you are. Because the devil's coming in to take what you got. Thank you. You cannot get this, win this battle looking at man and being concerned about man and what they think about you. Because they'll run you in the ground. And everywhere you turn, there's something you did wrong. You can't please people that's why the bible tells you oh no man nothing but to love them you love them you've done your job they're in trouble help them and keep moving towards god and don't get entangled with the world amen just don't do it because see god has pulled us out of the world we get what's that scripture don't be re-entangled or don't entangle yourself again with the world into bondage because he's pulled you out. That means I already saved you and got you out. Don't go back. You go back, it's on you. And so you, you cannot look at circumstances. You cannot look at people. You have to look at God and stay focused on what he's told you to do. And if he tells you to go and clean somebody's house, you go do it and don't gripe. He tells you to do something for somebody, you do it and don't gripe. Amen. Y'all about to make me preach up in here. I mean, we got to get serious about the Lord because God is very serious. And I'm telling you, this is a good time to get it right because this is the only time to get it right. Amen. It ain't know that. Playtime is over. Don't take your eyes off God. Take your eyes off circumstances and put them on the divine source of provision and act like the blessed of God. You act like it. It'll catch up. Blessings will catch up with you. But you got to act like you're blessed. If you come, I'm blessed, highly blessed and highly favored of the Lord, and you act like everything, you ain't getting nothing because you can't bluff God because he knows your heart. And, and, and that don't move him. The only thing that moves God is faith. Faith moves him. Faith moves God. Faith moves God. Faith moves God. Faith moves God. Are y'all here today? Faith moves God. That's the only thing that's moving him is your faith. Amen. He'll keep your soul from the pit. This is what he does. Amen. Hallelujah. And he'll bless you because he loves you. And he'll bless you because you can. Job 33. Hallelujah.
Job 33. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wasn't going to go here, but I think I got to go here. Honey, we got to do more than feel good. We got to do <laughs> the works of him that sent us while it is yet day. Amen. Because when night comes, no man can serve him. It's, it's, when it's over, it's over. Amen. Job 33, verse 16. So quit playing with God. <clears throat> Everybody knows somebody that's playing, right? You better tell them. Verse 16. It says, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions. This is when you come out of your insanity. Amen. Verse 17 says, and in order to turn man from his deeds and conceal pride from man, he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong, strong pain in many of his bones so that his life abhors bread. In other words, I don't want nothing to eat. I can't eat. And his soul succulent food. His, his flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out, uh, which once were not seen. And yes, his soul draws near the pit and his life of the executioners. If there is a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man his up, uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Hallelujah. His flesh shall be young like a child. And he shall return to the days of his youth. And he shall pray to God and he will delight in him and he shall, shall see his face with joy. For he restores to man his righteousness. Then he looks at man and says, I have sinned and perverted he looks at men and says, I have sinned and perverted what was right. And this is Job telling God after he was sick, look, I've been wrong. I've been sitting up here being righteous in pride, allowing judgment to come to me from people who didn't know as much as I knew. Amen. Trying to hang on the man instead of hanging on to you. Hallelujah. He says, and it didn't profit me. It did not profit me. Verse 28 says, and he will redeem his soul from going down to the pit and his life shall see the light. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, behold, God works all these things. He works them all. Amen. He says once, twice, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of of life are y'all here today hallelujah so this is good news and this is when he restores he restored to job that that's when he restored to job double amen but see there was something job had to do he had to humble himself pride don't you can't take that nowhere amen and so he had to humble himself before god and admit that he was wrong to god and forgive these crazy people and pray for them. And when you do that, 
He will restore to you the years that the locust and the canker worm and the pomerome worm has stolen. Amen. And every creepy crawly thing that was unleashed upon sinners, he will restore you from that. Amen. He'll, in other words, he'll restore the hurts and the wounds. Whatever has hurt you, whatever has caused you to fall, caused you to fail, God says, I will restore to you what you've lost. I will restore to you what the devil has stolen. Amen. But you have to come to me and you have to know that I am your God and you are my whatever. I forgot. You are my child. And you have to come to him with childlike faith and just say, I'm sorry, God. Now, and just receive. Receive what he has for you. Receive restoration. Restoration has to be received. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, I just speak restoration over your people in the name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive restoration. That your, your soul be restored. That your heart is restored. That hurts and wounds have been removed. Health and wealth comes back to you. Perfection comes back to you. Healing of your mind. Healing of your heart. All of these things come forth in the name of Jesus. And where there's no money and no job, put a job there. And believe that God is with you. And that you don't have to, all you have to do is believe. God wants you to believe. And it's yours. You write your own ticket in life. And God gives you not what you deserve, but what he's promised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God is, is tired of people not having what they need. And he's doing something about it. He's doing his part. We need to finish tomorrow, um, next week. Amen. So, Father, bless your people. Thank you, Jesus, for restoration. Amen. Hallelujah. For raising us back up when the devil tried to take us out. But the devil's a liar. And he restores the years that's been stolen. And he gives you double for your trouble. Hallelujah. The joy. Joy for mourning. We thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you for the peace, the shalom of God that hovers over us, that blesses us. And we love you, Father. We love you and we bless you. We believe your word. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Those of us who are in need, jobs and healing, lawyer, representation, whatever it is that we need. Thank you, Father. And God says he is with us. Go where you need to go because I go before you. And I've already straightened out these difficult things. And so don't let these things worry you. Just cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And won't you see a change?
Dare to believe that I am with you. Dare to believe that you have pleased me. Dare to believe that I have forgiven you and covered you. Hallelujah. With the light of life. I'm even restoring back to people that all of the hurts and the anger that's been hounding people for years. I'm coming for that too. And I'm going to give you rest and I'm going to give you peace. Receive it now, says the Spirit of the Lord. Receive it now. And see, won't you have a peaceful night tonight? Receive it with no worries. And rest in me. Hallelujah. Rest in me. Rest in my word, which is a strong tower. Rest in me. I am your foundation, so rest in what you know. And, and watch and see, won't you, have a change in your life. You won't be able to comprehend or believe it, but just receive it in the name of my son. He's paid the price. He's already, the price has already been paid. All you have to do is receive it. Because the price has been paid. There is no debt. Oh, yeah. Woo.